You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. I want to talk about Zay Flowers, who's actually my number two ranked wide receiver in this draft class. Um, Mel Kiper has him going to the Steelers at number 17. Uh, that's something that I don't personally see. I think, you know, they have yeah. Deontay, they have Pickens. I think they'll be all right. And also, the Steelers have been really good at drafting, you know, Steelers, uh, I'm sorry, wide receivers later on and kind of hitting. They're one of the best teams, if not the best teams, at drafting wide receiver. They yeah. know what they're doing. Um Tom McShay has Zay Flowers going to the Seahawks at 20. Jeremiah has uh, Zay Flowers going to the Chargers at 21. Uh, as the third has his third wide receiver off the board, both Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay have Zay Flowers as their second wide receiver off the board behind JSN. Uh, Zerline has him going to 22 to the Ravens, which would be crazy because then yeah. think about it. They have Bateman, OBJ, and now Flowers. Like All of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay. You got a little mm-hmm. bit of a wide receiver core here and plus Mark Andrews. So, okay. And Lamar, I, I'm if all he's for back, that. If he's back in lit and got a little pass heavy uh, offensive coordinator now, yeah. you know? Okay. Not, not, not the ground and pound of. We're looking Greg a little Roman's different. Like, that's going to be great. We're looking a little different now. Okay. This, this team could look a little sleeper passing offense. You know what I'm saying, and I want to I I, I, I want to keep hearing the comments. Like Ben Roethlisberger just said recently on a podcast that you you you, you shouldn't be afraid of Lamar Jackson picking you apart when he's sitting in the pocket. He just I said personally that. am. <laughs> I personally yeah, am. and it's but, like all right, that's cool. I'm I'll be drafting these guys. I'll be drafting Lamar. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. Well, think Lamar's going to be at a discount. Would that be that would easily be the best wide receiver core he's had in his time? With Baltimore, right? And like, on top of that, doubt. he doesn't have a run-heavy coordinator. Yeah, like without a doubt. Like, could you imagine? That would do wonders. He was, for him. Uh, by the way, Greg Roman. I want him to sign as the offensive coordinator. Like, whoever drafts Anthony Richardson, just fire your offensive coordinator and just hire Greg Roman, because yeah. like he will get the most out of Anthony Richardson from day one. Mm-hmm. Lamar, he did it with Lamar. While Lamar was still developing, and he developed into a damn good passer, and then he did it with, remember Colin Kaepernick when he was with him in San Francisco. Yeah, I I think Greg Roman might not be able to have these guys hit their like maximum ceilings, but he's able to get a lot out of these guys, especially in the beginning of their careers. Um, yeah. So I think he's he'll be the perfect guy for Anthony Richardson to not only develop, uh, but also kind of be able to kind of have a productive help him, uh, you know, lead a productive offense. So that'll be yeah. kind of interesting, but uh, but Zay Flowers, man, uh, I, I want to you know I think you know he's he's my number two guy. I think a couple of these guys agree with me, um, but 
you know, the Seahawks, you know, at 20, like, so, so the range for four of five of these guys is between 17 and 22, which mm-hmm. by the way, uh, for dynasty rookie drafts, that means that you kind of have to prioritize a flowers. Okay. Yeah. Remember Jahan Dotson was taken, uh, in the middle of the first round last year, kind of slept on and he had, you know, a pretty good rookie season. Right. Yeah. Uh, especially Outside in the, the beginning injury. before. Yeah. Before he got hurt, you know, touchdowns every week. <laughs> pretty much yeah uh, so he was much. doing his thing so zay flowers you know can do something similar i'm a big fan of his game um and yeah dude like i would love to see him at, at you know a, a charger to to be mm-hmm. compared to justin herbert i think that would be awesome um and you know when he, if he goes to the seahawks it'll be interesting to see you know if he's able to garner some target share you know yeah. away from the other two guys um but i think char- if he's on the chargers listen man i would not be surprised if it's Keenan Allen number one, Zay Flowers number two, and Mike Williams number three in terms of target share. Right. I wouldn't be surprised, even in year one. I, I could absolutely see that. I'd like to see him more on the Chargers than the Seahawks personally, because I think the Agreed. Seahawks, their wide receiver room is already pretty crowded. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both very good. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to really see him go there. But Zay Flowers, you know, if you take out that 17, him going to Steelers and Kuiper's draft, like you said, that range that you're talking about goes from 17 to 22 to 20 to 22. You know, that's right. We're pretty confident he's going to land on one of these teams here. I don't want it to be the Seahawks. I think the Chargers, like you said, are the ones where I want to see him land. Um, the Ravens would be cool. I know we just went on the whole talk about that, but I think he'd maximize his own value as a receiver in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert, like you said. Um, and Keenan Allen, he's getting older. And for me, when I watch Zay Flowers, he kind of reminds me of Keenan Allen just a little yeah. bit. I can see that. So, like, I feel like he could easily just like once Keenan Allen decides either he's going to retire or he's moved because you know he's getting too expensive, that kind of thing. His contract runs out. I could see him just stepping right into that role, you know, yeah. for the Chargers. And then maybe if he signs a second contract there, you know, like I think that would just be like replace Keenan Allen with Keenan Allen, but he's named Zay Flowers. Right. So I, I think that's totally a feasible thing. And I actually kind of rooting for that to happen now. I like it because then you, you get Justin Herbert, a reliable target who can separate man zone coverage on the slot outside as a flanker. I think that'll be awesome. I think he can Swiss be Army his, knife. <laughs> yeah, I think he can be like a Devontae Smith type of player in, yeah. in the league. You know, to be honest. Um, now these other wide receivers, real quick. You know, Mel Kiper has Jordan Addison going to the Chargers. You know, instead of Zay Flowers, and I can see that Mel Kiper has uh, Addison as his uh, third wide receiver off the board. Um, because he had Zay Flowers going to the Steelers at 17. So uh, I wouldn't mind that either. I think Addison is, is a similar player, you know, a good player in man and zone coverage as well. So I, I, I like Addison, um, you know, to to go, you know, either one, honestly. You both, we got to obviously, you know, uh, have both these guys, you know, in the middle of that first round in your dynasty rookie drafts. Uh, you know, Jordan Addison is my number three ranked wide receiver. Uh, yeah. So, you know, both and these guys are pretty close, you know, to be honest with you. It's like JSN, there's a tier break, and then it's like Zay Jones and Jordan Addison are kind of in, in a Zay similar Jones. tier four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of Zays, man. There's a lot of Zays. Yeah, Zay suddenly Flowers. there's a bunch of Zays. <laughs> um, you know, and, and uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, Jordan Addison, you know, has, he has, has him going to the Seahawks at 20, and Renner has him going to the Vikings at 23. Uh, which I love. I would love a wide receiver to go to the Vikings to compliment Justin Jefferson. I think, you know, it'll yeah. it'll help Jefferson. Obviously, it'll also help that other wide receiver. You know, whether it's Addison or Flowers that goes to the Vikings. You know, obviously we mentioned the tw- the seventeen to twenty two range, but if they pass up on Zay Flowers, I think the Vikings at twenty three 
is also an option, right? So like just just kind of extend that range out just by another pick. I think Jordan Addison you know can be there. Um, do yeah. you have any strong opinions about you know Zay Flowers versus Jordan Addison at all? I'm <laughs> I'm viewing them pretty similarly, especially when we talk yeah. about the Vikings. If Jordan Addison is or Zay Flowers go there, I'm gonna look at them pretty much identically in terms of right. their fantasy value. The only sure. receiver that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, I wouldn't be really happy about going there, would be Quentin Johnston. I don't right, think his game would complement Justin Jefferson's really at all. Um, you know, he's a bigger receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm not in on the hype. I don't think any of these guys, um, these mock experts that we have follow PFF very much because PFF loves Quentin Johnston. But um, a lot of the like Jeremiah McShay, Zerline, Kuiper, they all have him going back end of the first round. And I think one of them even has him going, going Kuiper, in the second round. Kuiper had him going to the Cardinals at 34, so early second round. Now, Johnson, right. in the beginning of the draft season, you could have said that, you know, but a lot of people had him over JSN, right, which I thought yeah. was crazy. I thought mm-hmm. it was crazy, and we talked about this. I was like, listen, man, JSN, like, the fact that he was able to perform, like, it all comes down to, like, dude, all three, there was three balls at Ohio State. Who was the best one? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, like, that is such a, in, a data point to, like, hold on to. You have to. Like you have to like that has to be like your rock solid like mainstay right there, but Johnston right. man, I'll, I'll say this man like in the beginning of the process I'm like oh okay like I kind of like this guy because the analytics and it makes sense that PFF likes him it makes sense mm-hmm. it makes sense that Renner has him yeah. going the earliest out of all these guys because he checks a lot of the analytical boxes. Here's the thing, Johnson can run can run deep he can make plays downfield and he's a big receiver, and the fact that he has the yak ability that he does at his size is rare right so not only that he broke out at 19 he had a decent dominator rating throughout his career yards per route run were up there was up there so he has a lot he checks a lot of those boxes however Mm -hmm. when you watch him play he's not a good contested catch player he doesn't catch with his hands you talk about his pro day you know when things are set up for you you're dropping balls at your pro day not what you want to see with teams watching you you know, when you're not even in pads, that's not yeah. good, man. You know, so the teams are going to be turned off by that. And I and I kind of lean towards him going the end of the second round, end of the first round, beginning of second. So him going to the Cardinals at 34, I can understand that, especially with the Cardinals shopping DeAndre Hopkins. You know, yep. I can understand him like getting out of the first round. And because of that, you kind of have to adjust. I actually have Josh Downs ahead of Quentin Johnson. He's my number. Quentin Johnson is my number five ranked wide receiver at this point. You know, yeah. I like Josh Downs more just because he's just a better player. I think he's a good slot player who could, you know, play against man coverage. You know, and yeah. Josh Downs, he's going to be a second-round player. According to Kuiper, Mache, and Renner, they're all going between 54 and 59. Renner has him going to the Chargers at 54, obviously not picking a first-round wide receiver. Todd yep. Mache has him going to the Giants. Of course, Mache has the Giants picking up yet another slot wide receiver. <laughs> uh, and then Mel Kuiper uh, has well, him How are they going to gonna the replace Richie James? Listen, if Downs <laughs> makes it to the Bills – at 59, or if Bills end up trading up a couple picks for Josh Downs, ooh, yeah. ooh, <laughs> man, I'll be all over that, dude. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would love it. Listen, I love Khalil Shakir. He's my guy. But Josh Downs, like, he, he would be my dude. And yeah. say, say bye-bye to Gabe Davis. Okay. Yeah. That's what I like. Anyway, any more thoughts on Josh Downs or Quentin Johnston? Just Quentin Johnston. 
you know, I think he fits a very specific role in an offense. You know, he's just a bigger body receiver. I think it wouldn't be as close as it is a discussion between Quentin Johnson and Josh Downs if Josh, Down Josh Downs wasn't as small as he is. If Josh Downs was like 5'10", 5'11", right. I think he's head and shoulders above Quentin Johnson in these mocks, and I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, it's just the way that they're going to fit their different roles are completely opposite players. You know, this one's going to create a bunch of separation. Go ahead. This I'm sorry. This draft has like a bunch of smaller receivers. Like it's all about like the route running and the yak and that right. sort of thing. You know, Johnson's and, like the only big receiver in this top. You know, few five or six guys. Yeah, and you won't you won't even hear about Nathaniel Dell in these mocks no. either. You know, he's more like the third round, but he he's interesting to me. You know, another small receiver. He, he looks quick. He, he's pretty. He's not fast. small. He's super small. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he's, he's, he's like probably the best class. He might be the best route runner in the class, though. Like yeah. he he knows how to separate. And I saw it firsthand at the senior bowl. The dude was awesome. Yeah. It's just his size is interesting. Like was Tavon Austin even that small? I don't think he was. I don't think so. I think Tavon's <laughs> bigger than him. Yeah, that's just crazy to think about. Um, but McShay had Johnston going to the Ravens. I don't love that at all, honestly. Like I don't I don't like that move. Um mm. Jeremiah has him going to the Bills. It's like at that point, just keep Gabe Davis. But the only thing with yeah. like the thing with Johnston, like, okay, like uh, let me not get carried away. I think Johnson's an upgrade, <laughs> you know, over Gabe Davis just because of the fact that you know he's able to pick up some yards after the catch. Um mm. Davis is really that type of player. Um Zerline had a mock to the Cowboys, dude. I, yeah, I kind of feel like that's that. yeah. I'd rather get like, like a, a good separator, right? A guy who can mm -hmm. run run routes, right? I Move get it. Out the slot if you need to. I get it with Zerline because Dallas doesn't really have like a big receiver. They haven't had right. that since Des Bryant, but yeah. I don't think there's a need for that on their offense. Like, I, if I'm going to add a big receiver, I'd much rather add it in the form of a Michael Mayer, who can also go down and block and, and do that kind of thing. We have Brandon Cooks already. He could be a deep threat. Like, we have guys that can do the thing. CeeDee Lamb obviously is great. There's no reason to draft a Quentin Johnson. If you're going to draft a big body receiver, take tight end Michael Mayer, who can do much better for you. I, I that's just the way I feel about it. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. Um, let's talk about Jalen Hyatt. You know his range is all over the place. Oh yeah, you know, and it, and it has been from the start of the draft. And one thing that I learned uh, after talking to a lot of smart people this offseason is that Tennessee's offense is a mirage. Okay, and and we're talking about the. We're talking about college football. We're not talking the about volunteers. Titans. Yeah, the volunteers. They are that offense is just different. Jalen Hyatt is somebody who lined up off the line and in stack formations almost 90%. Like it, it, a lot. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I, that might be a little high, but a lot. And he's not somebody who can separate, you know, with these other guys. His speed is absolutely ridiculous. There's no doubt that he could take the top off of defense. And he's probably more valuable to an NFL team than he is to us fantasy players because I think his ceiling is like Deshaun Jackson. But yeah. he's not somebody who will be getting like eight targets a game. He might get like yeah. five targets a game. And that might be enough because he can get, you know, 75 yards and a touchdown for you. But is that the type of player that we should be chasing in Dynasty? I, I don't think, think so. That is perfect what you just laid out. Does it sound like Will Fuller? Like, that's just me. Will Fuller would be, I think an even higher ceiling than Deshaun Jackson. Uh, well, okay, no. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was a better player than Will yeah. Fuller when, when it was all said and done. Um, I guess the archetype would be higher in terms of like Will Fuller was able to command targets at a better rate than Jackson was at times. 
Will Fuller mm-hmm. was able to develop into more a, a little bit more of a complete receiver than Deshaun Jackson. Um, right. But, you know, I can understand that comp, though, because Jalen Hyatt can potentially develop into that and become a little bit more of a possession. Like, are you going to be able to, you know, is, is every defensive back just going to play back on you? Right? Are, yeah. is it, are they just going to give you 15 yards, you know, or 10 yards every time you line up? And, you know, if they're worried about you potentially doing some stuff underneath or intermediate, then they might come up on you and, you know, press you up, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, then you have more in your tool belt and you'll become a better receiver because of it. Because they're afraid that, like, you know, maybe you will, you know, uh, you know, run an in instead of a, a nine and that sort of thing. And, you know, it, that's what it comes down to to me. And I don't think he has that in his tool belt just yet. So his, right. you know, 55 to Detroit, that, that's where Mel Kuyper has him. I don't really understand that because you have Jamison Williams, so why would you do that? Uh, Tom yeah. O'Shea had him at 33 to the Texans. I can understand that, you know, to get that field stretcher. Um, you know, and if they end up drafting two wide receivers, like, you know, they, they end up with their quarterback, they end up with JSN in the, in, you know, in the, at, what, what are they at, 12? At 12. Yeah. Um, and then they go Jalen Hyatt at 33. Like, that'd be kind of crazy, but I kind of like it at the same time uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, you stretch the field for a JSN, and now you're like, okay, like, that's, that's I can see that pairing kind of work. And then Zerline had him at 21 to the Chargers, which I think is way too early. Like, I don't I don't like that move. If any um, mock is going to have him that early, it's going to be Zerline's, <laughs> all right? <laughs> like, the list goes on and on. <laughs> I want to quickly mention Jonathan Mingo, dude. Jonathan Mingo um is built like a tank like he's a big dude um yeah. he's not necessarily tall i think he's only 62 but he's like 225 yeah. that's probably where he's where he plays at he probably plays at 230 and i think his official listing was at 220 i think I'm not mistaken but he's a big guy now his college production profile isn't that great unfortunately however um you know, he's somebody that teams have fallen in love with. He's an uber athlete. He's like in the 98th or 99th percentile among wide receivers, like yeah. ever, who have tested in the combine. So he's an extremely good athlete. I was at the Senior Bowl. He was probably one of the most productive wide receivers there in practice. He was, he was, getting, he was catching everything. He was getting open. And he was not somebody that I was looking at, man. I was looking at all the other guys, the guys I was, inter- the guys I was interested in. I was mm-hmm. looking at those guys. But every time I'm like, I have my camera out, I'm looking at those guys. I end up getting clips of Mingo. So now I got to go back in all of my clips and get all my Mingo clips because I wasn't looking for the dude, you know? And it's funny because you know that a player is popping off if you're not even looking for him, right? And he was that guy, (laughs) you know? And I was never big on him because he does not, his analytic profile is absolutely terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, breakout age, all that. Like it just, well, actually, was this, um, uh, hold on, I want to, double check that part because i could yeah no breakout edge was 21 which is not good um and you know dominated rating never went over 25 percent you know he was looking like a third round wide receiver but now it's looking like he could potentially make his way into the first round uh, i'm sorry into the second round yeah I was gonna say uh, second which would be round, interesting maybe cowboys at 58 now if you're t- yeah. if you're asking me go for him at 58 rather than quentin johnson in the first round that would be oh, yeah. way better uh, McShay had him going to the Chiefs at 63, which I yeah. also that would be also pretty interesting as well because the Chiefs don't really have that type of receiver. So mm-hmm. it, and it will kind of complement what they have pretty well. Um, so Mingo to the Cowboys, man, as a number three, I think that'll be pretty solid. And you know, unfortunately, 
you know, it looks like the Cowboys might be trying to replace Michael Gallup here. Yeah. I mean, they signed him to that contract. He's locked in for this season, at least. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not too worried about him taking snaps away from anybody if they would draft like a Jonathan Mingo. I was going to say, like, Jonathan Mingo somebody I was looking at for Dallas in the second round because with Mingo, you mentioned the analytics being bad, all that stuff. But you look at the tools, like you said, the athletic profile. Yeah. You're drafting the tools, not with the tools built in college. You know what I'm saying? You're looking say this. for the future. I'll say this also. He pops on film. When you watch yeah. him, he pops. Like uh, contested catches, number one. Number two, yards at the contact. Like he's just a big guy. He runs like, you know, like think of like Debo Samuel light. Like, like type of player yeah. like that's kind of how what i see when i'm watching him play so i i kind of i kind of get it and i understand it now um i wasn't on board earlier on because like you know i'm a big analytics guy you know admittedly mm. but you know the more i watch and the more people are forcing me to watch i'm like okay i, I can kind of see it now you know yeah yep all right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's quickly hit on, we're running out of time here. Let's quickly hit on a couple of these other running backs. Zach Charbonnet. Mel Kuyper has him going to the Bengals at 60. Todd McShay has him going to the Bears at 53. Listen, man, if Charbonnet get, goes to the Bengals, bye-bye Joe Mixon. Hello, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. I would love that. That I is an ideal, that. I, ideal landing spot for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pin that, too, as an intriguing landing spot. I call it intriguing, but you're saying ideal. I think you're even a step ahead of me in terms of your excitement <laughs> if he would land there. But um, yeah. you just consider the situation around Joe Mixon. You know, recently they weren't even running the ball very well last season when Joe Mixon was playing. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But he's not much of a pass catcher, Charbonnet, but he'd be a great option. And on offense that has a scoring power like the Bengals, like if you want to talk about a running back that can make an instant impact, especially in terms of fantasy, like Charbonnet going to Bengals, that would be, like you said, now you're talking me into it, ideal. Like that's exactly what you're looking thing- for. The good thing with Charbonnet is that he's a decent pass blocker. He has pass catching chops. You know, he just wasn't super efficient in college. But at the end of the day, like he got better his senior year. And he has one of the highest reception totals among all these running backs. It's just that he wasn't right. too efficient with it. But he has the chops. Like, and I compare his receiving chops to like David Montgomery, right? Somebody yeah. who is capable but won't might not be super efficient. But at the end of the day, like if you're good at pass blocking, you'll be on the field for those plays. And if you're capable in the receiving game, you can catch the ball. You can be dependent on UCLA trusted him in that department. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, he goes if he goes to the Bengals, bye bye, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Hello. And Samaja Piran's gone too. So like that's exactly. Good news for him. Like, there's exactly. no competition really. No Samaj P. Ryan to take away those snaps on on later downs. Um, I I got a hit on Jameer Gibbs before we get out of here. Mel Kiper has him has the Eagles trading up to Seattle's number thirty seventh pick overall. Uh, obviously, in this scenario, Seattle also traded up into the first round to grab Hendon Hooker, which I hope they don't do. I yeah. hope that's that's. I don't think that's a good idea. However. I, I can see Gibbs going to the Eagles. I, I, I don't see the fit personally, especially if you're looking, thinking long-term. But at the end of the day, he's a weapon. 
and yeah. they can probably figure out how to use that weapon. You know, we have to keep in mind where Nick Sirianni came from, what coaching tree he's from, and they could definitely use a running back in the passing game. And I think it could definitely happen. So I, I, I would, I think this would be fine. And obviously, you know, you, you kind of wonder, like, you know, we haven't really seen them use a pass guy running back a whole lot. So you wonder how this is going to impact him. Obviously, with Jameer Gibbs, uh, I'm sorry, with Jalen Hurts, he's a rushing quarterback. You know, those reception numbers would probably be a lot higher with a pack with a pocket quarterback. Um, yeah. so that's an interesting one. Uh McShay had him going to the, the Cardinals at 34. I wouldn't mind that because I think um, you know, I think in terms of like who's a rushing quarterback, I think and obviously at the beginning of the part of the year, you might have Kyler Murray hurt a little bit. He might not play, but Kyler Murray is way more prone to not run and to check it down than Jalen Hurts would. So I kind of mm-hmm. like that. I kind of would like yeah. that move right there. And then Renner had him going to the Dolphins at number 41. So if he land if he if he if he doesn't go and he lasts all the way to 41, I kind of like that, dude. I I think that would be a good move for the Dolphins. I, that that would just be Jay out of electric to electric. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, speed, Jameer Gibbs. On speed Woo! on speed. Just crazy. Yeah, for me, I kind of I would hate to see him go to the Eagles as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> but at the same time, for in terms of fantasy. I could see that working. Definitely. They didn't sign Rashad Penny to a commitment contract where it's like, we need to make him our guy. You yeah. know, like he's going to have a role, but I think Jameer Gibbs could overtake him pretty easily. And I'm also thinking back to when there was actually a conversation about Alvin Kamara being moved and that maybe the Eagles potentially being interested. And mm. Jameer Gibbs is that same archetype of running back. You know what I'm saying? In the way that he plays and what he's able to skill set. So I could maybe see that. That might be feasible, especially if, you know, the Eagles are back and forth on Bijan at 10, you know, like if they don't get him, ultimately they could say, okay, we'll go for the next best, best thing. And maybe Jameer Gibbs fits their scheme a little bit more, even better than maybe Bijan. Now, obviously Bijan's not going to be drafted for scheme. Bijan Robinson, Bijan Robinson. But I think that Jameer Gibbs going to the Eagles, it doesn't seem too far fetched to me. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I, you know, I, so for me personally, like I'm looking at the Eagles, I'm thinking like maybe they'd rather have a guy like Zach Charbonnet. Maybe they'd rather have a guy who, and, and you know, pay less of a price also, getting somebody who's capable on early downs. Like obviously Gibbs is very more than capable, but do they mm-hmm. want somebody who can really pound the rock, you know, right. 15, 20 times if they need to? I don't think Jameer Gibbs is that guy. So would they rather get, you know, a Kendra Miller a little bit later? Would they rather spend that second round pick on Zach Charbonnet? You know, that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking about. You know, it, it, it that that could be possible. Tank Bigsby, maybe someone like that. Yeah. You know, we'll see, we'll see. But it's going to be interesting, man. I think these mock drafts really bring us bring a lot of insight. You know, to to how we should expect these drafts to go, and then also how we handle our rookie mock drafts as well. You know, so right. um, I appreciate you, Zach. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Appreciate you guys. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, our rookie mock draft is going to be coming out later this week. Hopefully this weekend, crossing our fingers and our toes that that happens. But uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll be back next week. I'll be talking wide receivers with a very, very special guest. We'll see you guys then. Take it easy. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 